Welcome to WMNF 88.5 FM and WMNF.org. You're listening now to the Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and I'm the host of WMNF's Tuesday Cafe, and I'm joined in the studio by our general manager, Randy Wind. Today we're coming to you, as WMNF does 21 days a year. We're going to ask you to raise funds to help keep this station on the air. We have a lofty goal this hour. We need to raise $2,000 in the next 55 minutes. And we have some people to thank who donated during Democracy Now! And I promise you, I am not Randy Wynn. I am Randy Oh, my goodness. That's okay. Whoa. Oh, must be. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. We're a community. You know, it's it's not a terrible thing to be mistaken for Randy Wynn, who's been here forever and knows music inside and out and has been a tremendous force in our community. All good. Don't worry about it. So I, I do want to thank people. I want to thank uh, Keisha and Michael Linebaugh, who live in Tampa and have given us a very generous $100 donation. And thank they're going to pick up our cool fall T-shirt nice. that says Radio So Good It's Scary, our Halloween theme, purple shirt. I will be wearing one for Halloween this year nice. for sure. And Daryl Purchase in St. Petersburg, $35 pledge. Thank you so much, Daryl, for that generous pledge. Wants us to know we'll lose our democracy without independent news sources to present truth not discussed by corporate media. I'm with you, Daryl. We're in there. And then Anonymous in $60 uh, is pledging $60 from uh, Tampa. Yep, from Tampa. And they're going to pick up the reusable grocery bags. So all good. And they're calling because Sean told me to call. Well, thank you for that donation. I appreciate it. Um, You're anonymous, but I know who you are. So thank you. And, um, you know, I I hope that people will respond to our requests for supporting a great little community radio station like WMNF. It's worth supporting. And if you feel the same way, give us a call right now. 813-239-9663. You can also make a donation on our secure website, WMNF.org. And Sean, who's who's the playing this theme song that you have every week, this great guitar music coming up? Yeah, so this is a song called Friends. It's on Led Zeppelin 3, but this is the instrumental version that um, was released about five or six years ago on a deluxe edition. Uh, so Jimmy Page playing the guitars and uh, John Bonham playing the drums. Um, I imagine John Paul Jones is playing something in there as well. I can't hear it very well right now, but uh, so that's the answer to your question, the long answer to your question. It's a Led Zeppelin song. So what other news directors or, or news folks play cool Led Zeppelin instrumental versions that people may not have heard of that are called Friends, exactly. which is what we're looking for now. We're looking for friends of democracy, friends of independent media, friends of community news and public affairs to call right now and let us know that you support what we do because we don't do it without you. It doesn't happen with out you. If it was, it would just be this great independent, you know, radio club and we would all have fun being geeky AV folks, but we're not. We connect you to other community members so that you know you're not alone. Give us a call 813-239-9663 or hit the tip jar at WMNF.org if you're one of the hundreds of people who are listening to us who are streaming us right now. And maybe you can become a member of our circle of friends. You can join our sustaining membership at $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever level you choose. And right now, I'd also like to make an appeal to people to select Hurricane Relief as their thank you gift when they donate to WMNF. If you select Hurricane Relief as your thank you gift, we will send 5% of your donation to Metropolitan Ministries so they can 
can continue to provide relief to our neighbors in Southwest Florida affected by Hurricane Ian. And during the show, we're going to remind you about why supporting shows like this one is important. We bring you interviews about your community and your state, and we think that that's worth your financial support. You can call 813-239-9663 and make your donation there, or you can donate at WMNF.org. In the days after Hurricane Ian struck Southwest and Central Florida, I invited a relief work group on Tuesday Cafe. Hundreds of thousands of Floridians still need help. I spoke with Jimmy Dunson, a volunteer with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief in Tampa, about his group and what makes it different from other relief organizations. So here's just a short segment of my interview with Jimmy Dunson with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief in Tampa. And while you're listening, I hope that you think that this is worth supporting your community radio station and making a call to donate at 813-239-9663 or donating on the website WMNF.org. Mutual Aid Disaster Relief is a people-powered disaster relief network based on the principles of mutual aid, solidarity, and autonomous direct action. And we work with individuals and communities most impacted to help facilitate a communal recovery. A lot of times, uh, top-down organizations will uh, share uh, supplies or some other type of help, but it comes with a downward gaze and it comes with, you know, like, often a feeling of superiority and inferiority. Mutual aid, in contrast, um, is about sharing resources and also about sharing power with each other as well, sharing decision-making power. And it's a multi-directional process and approach that contributes to everybody's well-being and and also liberation as well. And it's, it's a way of addressing survival needs, you know, but in a way that is committed and, you know, makes justice, subverting those unjust power dynamics, a huge part of the focus. Uh, and it's also, you know, much more uh, flexible and adaptive and, uh, you know, we can be different in different uh, contexts. I want to remind people that this is Jimmy Dunson, a volunteer with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief in Tampa. And we're talking about Hurricane Ian recovery and uh, mutual relief for, for people who are affected by by Hurricane Ian. And so Mutual Aid Disaster Relief established a relief station in Tampa. Where is that located and how can people get involved in participating there? Yeah, our Mutual Aid hub in Tampa is at 609 West Waters Avenue. It's open from 10 a.m. to sunset uh, every day except Sunday because we don't want to interfere with their church services that are they're going on. Uh, it's it's a church space that's that's let us use the the property. People can can co- come in, come out. You know, both give and receive supplies um, and drop off supplies for further south. You know, we've had a number of uh, mobile supply distribution teams go out pretty much every day uh, to hard hit areas. Uh, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Inglewood, you know, different places. And uh, families from, from our community and from uh, those communities as well have come up and, and, and got supplies uh, that they've needed as well. What kind of supplies are you requesting people donate? Things like tarps are, are really in need. Baby items, diapers, baby wipes, like contractor bags are great for picking up the debris. All types of, you know, like supplies like food and water and cleaning supplies and hygiene supplies, Gatorade, uh, medical supplies were 
we're starting up a mobile medical unit uh, to provide wellness services in, in a mobile way to communities. And we have a solar trailer that is currently in Sarasota giving um, you know power to different communities without electricity. And you talked about your mobile teams. I read an account of one of them, Creative Loafing's Justin Garcia wrote about his experience uh, working, volunteering with the Mutual Aid Disaster Relief and also writing about it. He was in Fort Myers. That team was in Cape Coral, Northport, Inglewood, Venice, and Sarasota delivering supplies with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief. In his article, Justin wrote, the destruction had us in awe. What can you say about what your teams are seeing about the destruction in Southwest Florida? When we experience, you know, major disasters like this, it's an experience where we are, you know, oftentimes overwhelmed by both the loss and the suffering and the trauma and also you know, at the same time, overwhelmed by the love and the sense of care and community that blossoms in these times. Well, that was Jimmy Dunson with Mutual Aid Disaster Relief talking about Hurricane Ian relief work. It's the kind of interview we do here on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe, and it's one of the reasons why you should support shows like this and community radio in Tampa Bay. And the way you can do that is by calling 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or you can make a donation on our secure website, which is wmnf.org. Or if you're listening on the WMNF app, you can hit the tip jar on the WMNF app. So please call now, 813-239-9663, or donate at wmnf.org. And we got a text message, Sean, from mm-hmm. someone who says, Lakeland listens. Right. We know you do. And we're coming to you. We're going to do at least one event out by you. We've also got, uh, I know we've offered tickets to Bach Tower before. I don't know if any of those tickets are available. But we do have some thank you gifts available right now. So if you pledge at WMNF.org or if you call at 813-239-9663 for a $60 pledge, you can pick up a peace magnet. I know lots of those have been mailed out. So you'll be able to find your friends in the parking lot if they put them on their car. You can get a WMNF bumper sticker as well or a shopping bag. So again, your friends in the grocery store will know exactly who you are and what you listen to. You can pick up our uh, wonderful knit cap for an $88.50 pledge, as well as our bucket hat is still uh, available. The large ones are, and uh, you'll be very cool and chic making your way around the Bay Area or our terrific Halloween t-shirt for another $88.50. But it would also be great if you're just one of those special special donors um, we can really use one of those $1,000 pledges and you can give us $1,000 or you can pick up a paver so that you become part of the people's patio in front of WMNF. You can put your name, you can put the name of a loved one, you can put a phrase out there. And we've got everybody from, you know, the Risingers who have been here since mm-hmm. day one to Ralph Nader. Mm-hmm. So you become part of the people's patio with folks who believe in the mission of WMNF for a $1,000 pledge. You can pay it out once. You can pay it out over time. It would be great if you gave us a call right now at 813-239-9663 or hit that tip jar at WMNF.org. 
And I have a couple of people to thank. We got one donation before the drive began for the show. Paul and Gail, Gail Carroll from Clearwater with an $88.50 contribution. Thank you so much, Paul and Gail, for that lovely donation. Also, we just got a call from Leslie Farrell from Tampa. $100 donation. Leslie's getting the reusable grocery bag and the WMNF bumper sticker. She says, thank you for all the work you do. Well, Leslie, thank you for thank what you. you do. And thank you for, be- for main- becoming and uh, maintaining your support for WMNF. And you can join those people too and and become a donor to WMNF Radio by calling 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org is where you can make a web donation. We really would like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from some people who are fans of Tropical Heat Wave and are really excited that we're bringing Tropical Heat Wave back in 2023. For your donation of $240 or more to WMNF, you can get a pair of tickets to WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave Music Festival. That's Saturday, May 6th, 2023 at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. It's going to be a blast and you can make sure that you get your tickets before they sell out right now by pledging a donation of $240 or more to Community Radio by calling 813-239-9663 or you can donate on the web at WMNF.org. And Saturday, October 22nd is our tribute to Tom Petty. You heard Randy talking earlier about all the bands that were going to be there. For a $100 donation, you can get a pair of tickets to our tribute to Tom Petty. That's Saturday, October 22nd at Skipper's Smokehouse in Tampa. Hope to see you there. I hope that you can make it out, but give us a call right now and show your support for WMNF Community Radio and the events that we do here by picking up a pair of tickets to one of our events or whatever other gift you'd like, whether you'd like the gift of Hurricane relief or tropical heat wave tickets or our brand new t-shirt which has a a halloween theme that you can see on our website please donate now 813-239-9663 or wmnf.org yeah and i want to pass along one other bit of public service information that is so so critical today is the last day if you're a floridian and you want to vote in the upcoming election like every other election is critical we are voting for our governor we're voting for a state senator Please, a U.S. Senator. U.S. Senator. Yes, uh, it's uh, Marco uh, Rubio and Val Demings are running against each other, as well as probably some other candidates, which I can't think of off the top of my head. I apologize, but register to voteflorida.gov is your place to go. One word, no spaces. Register to vote.gov. Today is your last day, if you're a Floridian, to register to vote for this upcoming election. Super important because we at WMNF believe in democracy. We believe in free speech. We believe in folks communicating with one another. We believe in giving context and not just ad hominem attacks, bashing one person versus the other. We want to talk about the issues, not the people. We do do a little bit of of integrity conversations as well as philosophical conversations. But we need you now to give us a call. 813-239-9663 or hit the tip jar at WMNF.org because it doesn't happen without you. You are required and only a small percentage, historically, only a small percentage of those of you who are listening to us now are contributing. And that's okay, but it's such a huge portion of our budget. 70% of our budget comes from you. And if you don't do it, nobody else will. And we're kind of in this place where we need to figure out, do we go to big corporate sponsorships? Is that what we should do? Is that what's going to perpetuate democracy? 
we have to like really do some serious thinking if you are not contributing and helping to keep independent community radio news on the air. 813-239-9663 or hit that tip jar at WMNF.org. Yeah, keep us independent by calling 813-239-9663 or donating on our website, WMNF.org. I want to play you a little bit more of a segment from my show to remind you why you donate and why you support this show and why you listen. Uh, Here are some of the other topics that we've covered in the last few months. So support WMNF so that we can continue to do interviews like this, you can call 813-239-9663 or donate on our website at wmnf.org. We spoke about the Florida teacher shortage with Hillsborough School Board member Jessica Vaughn. We talked with the coalition that was celebrating the FDOT's pause of toll highways through rural Florida. And we spoke about the Tampa Bay housing crisis I did an interview about a book called Climate Nomics, which is the economics of climate change. And you may have heard that interview. We also asked whether Florida should have a right to clean water in its constitution. There's a group that's trying to put that into the constitution, a right to clean water. We spoke with some Florida activists who were calling for an end to new oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. We've also focused a few shows on the suspension by Governor Ron DeSantis of the elected Hillsborough County State Attorney, Andrew Warren. For, for example, we had a Stetson Law professor analyze the legal aspects of that suspension. We had a Democratic former state representative, Sean Shaw, weigh in on the suspension. In addition to all of that, last month, I brought Andrew Warren on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. It was the day after there was a court hearing in Tallahassee. Warren has sued DeSantis to get his job back, which we'll hear about in this interview clip. So here's my clip in my interview with Andrew Warren, the suspended state attorney in Hillsborough County, speaking on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. And you can support interviews like this by calling 813-239-9663 or donating on our website, WMNF.org. It was August 4th. I was actually supervising the grand jury because our office was bringing charges against two men Uh, for two cold cases that had gone unsolved for 39 years for the brutal rape and murder of two young women in Tampa from the 1980s. So we had worked with law enforcement. We'd actually uh, uncovered this case because of a man who was wrongfully convicted. We had exonerated, and then we went after the actual perpetrators. So it was actually a really important day for our office. And all of a sudden, I received an email uh, about my suspension. I walked out of the grand jury. I went to my office. And just a couple minutes later, I was, uh, someone from the governor's office showed up with an armed deputy and they told me I needed to leave immediately. And I was escorted out of my office. The whole thing took just a few minutes. Well, that was, uh, I'm sure, very uh, disrupting to your, to your life. And as you know, a lot has changed since then. But let's maybe fast forward to what happened yesterday. The judge did not dismiss your lawsuit yesterday. He also did not grant your request to get your job back while the case goes to trial. So what's your reaction to those two decisions by the judge? I mean, yesterday was a win for the truth because a federal judge has now ordered the governor to come and justify what he did. He needs to come into a court of law where the facts matter and where the truth matters and justify why his decision to suspend me did not violate Florida law, did not violate my First Amendment rights, did not violate the voters' constitutional rights. I mean, let's be clear here. The governor is now a defendant in a federal lawsuit 
which alleges that he violated the rights of 1.5 million Floridians. And the governor said that case should be thrown out. It has no merit. The Andrew Warren can't sue me. And the judge said, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. Andrew has stated a claim and there are facts to give him relief on this. So, governor, you have to come in and now explain yourself. And he might testify during the press conference after yesterday's hearing. You said the judge indicated that Governor DeSantis might testify during the trial. So what did the judge say that gave you that impression? Well, the judge talked about the need to have a complete record. And, you know, we were hoping to have the preliminary injunction granted so that I could be back in office right away. But as I've said from the beginning, this is about so much more than my job. This is about defending democracy and protecting elections. And what the judge said is we don't want to have a preliminary ruling on an incomplete record. He wanted a complete record. And what he talked about throughout the nearly two-hour hearing was hearing from the governor about the reasons why I was suspended, whether it was politically motivated, you know, all the evidence that went into the who and the how and the why and the what the governor is going to be expected to come into court, answer those questions. He's going to have to submit to a deposition. He's likely going to be a witness in the trial because that's where the truth is. And the public deserves to know the truth about what the governor's motivations were. I want to remind people that our guest is Andrew Warren. He is the elected Hillsborough County State Attorney suspended by Governor DeSantis last week. He has sued Governor DeSantis to get his job back, and there might be a trial perhaps as soon as late next month. And all of this stems from, at least this is what the governor says, that he suspended you because of statements that you signed about not prosecuting people for seeking or for performing abortions or gender-affirming medical procedures. So what were those statements and what made you sign them? Yeah, so first of all, it's, you know, the governor often lives in a political world where facts don't matter very much. But let's get to the facts of this. These were two value statements I signed on. One was after uh, the Dobbs case that overturned Roe v. Wade. My statement that we shouldn't be criminalizing healthcare decisions made between women and their doctors. The second statement was another broad value statement about the discrimination of transgender Floridians, how we shouldn't be passing laws that discriminate against and criminalize transgender Floridians, including in terms of the health care that they seek in their private conversations between transgender people and their doctors. Now, these are two of the governor's favorite culture war divisive issues. Uh, clearly, he and I disagree on these subjects, and he's made clear that's the, that was the reason why I was suspended. Have you had any cases referred to your office regarding either of those types of cases? No, there haven't been any. I mean, and again, let's keep in mind the facts here. The, the, I've never had a case referred to me regarding any type of abortion law or abortion violation, even prior to the 15-week law that was passed. But, you know, the 15-week law was held unconstitutional by the first and only judge who's looked at it. Transgender prohibitions that the governor talks of, don't even exist in the state of Florida. I mean, this is a phantom law that exists in the governor's imagination that I've supposedly refused to enforce. So that's a long way of saying, Sean, no, not a single case has come before me ever on either of these issues in my six years as state attorney. 
That was suspended. Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren. He was speaking on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe last month. And later this month is the trial in the case called Warren versus DeSantis. And we've been following that case and we'll continue to follow it uh, all the way through to its end, which probably won't come soon. I imagine there'll be some appeals no matter what happens in the trial that's coming up this month. But if you think that that's worth supporting, that interviews like that, information like that is worth supporting... If this is an important topic that you are glad that WMNF is covering, we need to hear from you. We can only do this because of your financial support. So if you can make a donation right now, give us a call, 813-239-9663, or you can donate on our secure website at WMNF.org. And Randy Zimmerman has somebody to thank. I do. I want to thank Clark in Tampa for uh, donating a very generous $10. Thank you so much, Clark. And this is, like, really important. We appreciate Sean so much. I think I got all those O's, (laughs) right? So much. Thanks for all you do for the community. And thank you so much, Sean, for for bringing uh, this very important story. Again, if you listen on the local media, if you read the papers, you're not quite sure what happens you will hear in-depth reporting like you just heard Sean do on Tuesday Cafe. And again, I want to emphasize, today is the last day to register to vote if you're a Floridian. Go to registertovoteflorida.gov. Registertovoteflorida.gov, no spaces, and register to vote because uh, the governor's race is, is is in contention right now. Don't believe the polls. Just vote your conscience, vote what you think is right. And this is one of the most outrageous stories ever uh, of of what the governor is doing regarding removing duly elected officials. The people voted, not once, this was not an accident, twice re-elected this guy to be our state attorney representative. And the governor decided to remove him for things that he said right? Like the thought police. And if you want to hear reporting, if you want information to talk to your friends and relatives about this story, as opposed to just throwing around ad hominem attacks, but actually real information, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or hit the tip jar at WMNF.org and let us know that this is what you want. This is the kind of news and information you're looking for. Yeah, thank you for that donation, Clark, and thanks for those kind words, and thank you for all you do to volunteer. And we also are asking for people to donate who haven't contributed to WMNF before. We'd really like to hear from you if you just think the information and the music is worth donating for. We can we we stayed on the air for 43 years so far, and we'd like to keep being on the air. That can only happen if we continue to get listener support from people like you. So please give us a call, 813-239-9663. Maybe you can take a thank you gift with your donation. Maybe you would like to give the gift of hurricane relief. You can select hurricane relief instead of a thank you gift. We'll send 5% of your donation to Metropolitan Ministries so they can continue to provide help to our hurricane-affected neighbors in Southwest Florida. If you donate $60 or more, you can choose that that you that your thank your thank you gift that is will be hurricane relief. If you'd like to get a gift of tickets, we would really encourage you to go to Tropical Heat Wave. For a donation of $240 or more, you can get a pair of tickets to WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave Music Festival. That's Saturday, May 6th, 2023 at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. Now in the past, we've been able to sell as many tickets as we could. 
because we were at many, many venues. But Randy, this year might be different. It's possible this year's tropical heat wave might sell out. Why is that? I I would predict that <laughs> uh, because of the fire marshal, because we have a limit on the number of people who can be in the Cuban club. Now we've got that downstairs mm-hmm. outside space that we'll be able to bring people into, but there will almost certainly be a limit on the number of people. And people have been so excited about this event. Uh, young, old, multi-generational people, people who remember their parents going to Tropical Heat Wave and want to have a taste of it themselves now. So there is quite a bit of excitement. Uh, We've got some really great bands lined up. We're about to sign one of our headliners, one of our two headliners. We're so excited. Um, We're keeping it a secret uh, for at least a little bit, uh, at least until that contract is signed. But yes, you'll want to pick up your tickets early and we're kind of offering heat wave tickets right now and this fun drive um, to, to, to give people a special opportunity kind of anybody who calls for heat wave tickets for a $240 pledge will get them uh, they'll be a little bit more limited the closer we get to heat wave so if you want to know that you've got your heat wave tickets now pick them up for $240 or you can space that out over time and make that like a $20 a month donation and uh, please give us a call at 813-239-9663 or wmnf.org pocket those heat wave tickets now don't worry about it mark it on your calendar you're good to go yeah tropical heat wave is going to be a blast next may if you can't wait and you want to see a show at the cuban club before that this coming friday october 14th you can go to sema funk for a minimum donation of 100 dollars. you'll get a pair of tickets to see sema funk in benefit for wmnf and for the gmf festival uh, the gmf uh, foundation that is gasparilla music foundation yep yep and you can go to the tribute to tom petty 100 dollars for a pair of tickets to that at Saturday, October 22nd at Skipper's Smokehouse in Tampa. So we've got you covered. You can go to Chuck Chuck Profit next January. If you are looking for tickets to a WMNF event and you'd like to donate right now, now is your opportunity. We've got lots and lots of tickets to give you for a thank you gift. We've got the knit beanie, the the knit cap that that we could give away to you for an $88.50 contribution or our WMNF t-shirt. Both of those are on our website, WMNF.org. So please, whatever it is, we just really need to hear from people right now. We need to know that there is support for shows like WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. Yeah, and I just want to talk about SEMA Funk a little bit. If you don't know anything about SEMA Funk, uh, SEMA Funk was a huge hit at Gasparilla Music Festival last time around. Everybody was up and dancing. I mean, everybody was up and dancing. And if you want to take a look, uh, go look at one of the other streaming services. Uh, SEMA Funk was also on NPR uh, Tiny Desk Concerts and will be coming to Tampa from Austin City Limits. This Cuban dude is amazing. Just all this energy, all this great stuff. And we are fortunate enough that Gasparilla Music Festival thinks of WMNF as being so important to be giving us these tickets to give to our dedicated listeners. And how much are they again? Well, you can get a pair of tickets for a $100 donation to WMNF. Again, So for a $100 donation, you're going to see probably one of the hottest acts that's moving around the United States right now from Cuba. This awesome, great guy. Uh, and his whole band, because that was the other thing. It was, it was about bringing the whole band over from Cuba in order to play. And also, again, at the Cuban Club. So you get a preview of what the outside looks like at the Cuban Club if you've never been. It's going to be one hot, wonderful event. So give us a call at 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. Speak to some of our fabulous volunteers at Community powered, volunteer-supported community radio. 
Well, I should say that, um, you know, I really was hoping that we would have more than three donations by now. I, I we, we need to raise $2,000 this hour. So we've got about 22 minutes left and wow. we are about, we need to raise about $2,000 more. So we, we have, need a hero. We need a $1,000 hero to give a call right now. That certainly would be helpful. So let me play another interview that I did recently. Last month, the administration of Tampa Mayor Jane Castor was pushing plans to divert 50 million gallons a day of treated wastewater from Tampa Bay into another a number of options, including sending some of that water to what would end up being the drinking water supply. And I had some people on my show who opposed what was called the Pure Plan, In this segment, we're going to hear from Gary Gibbons, who is vice chair of the Tampa Bay Sierra Club. And we'll start here with Phil Compton. He's a founding member of Friends of the Hillsborough River, speaking about what happens now to that treated water and what the plan is for, what was the plan for Tampa. And we'll find out in a bit what happens to that plan. But I just want to remind you that you're listening to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe, and we can only bring you interviews like this because of your financial support. So please call 813-239-9663 or donate on our website, WMNF.org. It goes into Tampa Bay through Seddon Channel and the contaminants that are in that water are then diffused, dispersed uh, in that huge body of water. And one concern we have about alternative plans is that you would be doing something radically different. You would have a much higher concentration if you put any of that water into the aquifer, in the Seminole Heights area, into the lower river where fish come up river to spawn or into the reservoir where we get our drinking water from on the other side of the dam. And that's the voice of Phil Compton, who is a founding member of Friends of the Hillsborough River. What can you tell us about the way that water is treated? I mean, it comes to the city through the wastewater pipes and then the the city treats it to what level and what happens to it? Yeah, one of the things that uh, I think everybody needs to understand is that there's only one sewage collection system and that everything, all your homes, all of the hospitals, dry cleaners, battery manufacturers in East Tampa, all of them discharge their waste into the same system and then that is treated and then released into the bay. And what the city is proposing to do is to then Well, one of the problems that we have with what they've said so far is they won't tell us what they're going to do to treat it further before putting it into the river or into the aquifer or into the reservoir above the dam, which is where they pull our drinking water from now. Yeah, the Howard F. Kern treatment plant is what's called an advanced wastewater treatment facility. When it went online in the early 70s, it was a huge step forward for Tampa Bay because it things were a lot worse before then. And it really does remove a lot of the contaminants that are in this water. But since that time, over the last, well, 50 years, there have been a lot of new chemicals that have come into play. A lot of new pharmaceuticals. I mean, every time you turn on TV, there's a new ad for a new wonderful drug that maybe someone needs to take, but we don't all need to take that, right? And then there's the PFAS, the forever chemicals, which we're just now recognizing are grave threat to public health. And the problem with all those is that today, there are no standards. There are no safety standards for how much of any of those hundreds of chemicals we have. The city has never dealt with these contaminants prior to this time in terms of getting them down to where we need to have safe water. The city sends out a report 
I just got another copy yesterday with my uh, my water bill asking us to get a look at their 2021 water quality report, uh, which is assures us that the water is safe and it is safe. But it asks us to show, look at how they are complying with federal and state drinking water standards, including the Safe Drinking Water Act. And they do. And that's great. But there are no standards for these new set of contaminants, the hundreds of contaminants that are in the treated wastewater that goes into the bay. Now, nobody drinks the water when it goes into the bay. And it's like I said, it's, it is greatly diluted going into the bay. But tre- putting it into our drinking water when there's any level of those contaminants remaining brings unknown risk. And we say that would be uh, an unwise thing to do. I want to remind people that our guests are opposing Tampa's idea for PURE, Purify Natural Resources for the Environment. They're Gary Gibbons, Vice Chair of Tampa Bay Sierra Club, Carol Camisa with the Hillsborough League of Women Voters, and Phil Compton, a founding member of Friends of the Hillsborough River. And we're talking about this plan that is has to be approved by Tampa City Council, or at least funding will be voted on this week to move ahead with the PURE plan. What are the different ideas for what we might do with these 50 million gallons of water? The city says it hasn't decided yet what it'll do, but what are some of the options that it might be considering? Phil? Well, one thing that we do today, and we don't do enough of it, if you're over in St. Pete where they don't have any fresh water, for 40 years they've had a system where the water that's used to irrigate lawns is reclaimed water, okay? It's their drinking water system. But we have the purple pipes system which goes to a very limited number of households so but people do use that water to water their lawns but this, it comes with a warning don't drink don't get it on you be very careful with that it's only for watering your plants in the yard so this is the use that the city has today for a little bit of that water that it could expand and then use up a good bit more of that water We've also taken the position that discharging it into the bay is has been beneficial to the bay uh, because it is an estuary and it and that fresh water that's been blocked by the dam for years should have naturally flowed into the bay. And if they want to spend money to do something, they ought to spend money to further clean that that wastewater before it's released into the bay. Rather than putting it into the drinking water supply, they have not shown a necessity to have additional 50 million gallons a day of water for the city of Tampa's drinking needs. Well, that was Gary Gibbons, the vice chair of Tampa Bay Sierra Club. And before that, we heard from Phil Compton, who is a founding member of the Friends of the Hillsborough River. They were talking about their opposition to Tampa Mayor Jane Castor's Pure Plan. A couple of days after this interview, Tampa City Council rejected the Pure Plan. The mayor's administration says it'll come up with an alternate plan to present to council next year. Well, if you are think that environmental stories are important and stories about Florida's water situation, give us a call and, and tell us that because you know it's. Um, there are some easy stories to cover, I guess, and you know maybe he said, she said kinds of stories are just kind of simple to, to tell both sides of that story. But how about getting a complex story like the water in Tampa Bay and the estuary in, in the bay and the rivers in, in Hillsborough County and freshwater drinking water systems? That's a really complicated story to tell you. So that we're trying to do the best we can here with getting environmentalists and activists and all sorts of community leaders to get together to talk about these issues. 
issues, environmental issues. And we think that that's an important thing, but maybe, you know, I want to find out from our listeners, is environmental stories, are environmental stories important for us to have on WMNF Tampa? Please let us know. And you can support that kind of journalism by calling 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or you can donate on our website, which is wmnf.org. Boy, we really need your support right now. Uh, we've got nobody on the line, no one's calling, but it can be you. You can be one of our heroes. You can be one of our news and public affairs heroes that gives us a call now at 813-239-9663 and let community radio know that you're part of our community in that special way where you're helping us literally keep us on the air. You're telling us what is the news and information that you want? What is the type of communities, other communities you want to be connected to? Do you want to be connected to other environmentalists? Do you want to know what's going on at the Sierra Club? You let us know by giving us these calls right now at 813-239-9663. The other thing we see all the time is folks are finding our website and are listening to us now because they want to know and understand Florida politics. Folks around the world, around the country, are listening right now because they want to better understand what's going on in Florida. They, they read the newspaper, they hear what's on national news, and they go, what is going on in Florida? So here at WMNF, we give you that context. Again, not ad hominem attacks, not throwing around nasty words or, or other things or trying to get you all excited. We want to give you context because we believe that listeners are smart. We believe that our community, that you are part of the process. And by the way, also want to make sure that you are part of the process because the governor is up for re-election, uh, running against Ron DeSantis, mostly running against Charlie Crist in the main uh, election, as well as our U.S. Senate race with Marco Rubio uh, against Val Demings. So if you are not registered to vote in Florida, today is your last day to register. Go to registertovoteflorida.gov and register to vote. Give us a call at 813-239-9663 or hit the tip jar at wmnf.org. And if you're using the app, hit the tip jar at the bottom of the app so that we can keep this community radio station vibrant, alive, and participating in our democracy. And I'd really like to hear from more people. We've heard from three donors so far during this show. That's great. I, I've, I'm so appreciative of those three donors, but there are hundreds of people listening, and so we really need to hear from you. If you are not a member of WMNF, or if you're a new listener, wouldn't that be fantastic to hear from some people who have just tuned into WMNF in the last few days or weeks and are willing to support. We're not asking for a ton of money. We would love for you to join and become a a member at $5 a month. That would be a a fantastic signal to us that there are people out there who appreciate the type of work we do here, that you love the music or you love the interviews, whatever it is, whatever your favorite part of WMNF, we really would like to hear that that there's support for that and that keeps this radio station going strong. 813-239-9663 is how you can show your support right now. We do need to hear from you. We are far short of our goal right now. We still need to raise about $2,000 in the next 12 minutes. We can do that with your help. Can you call now and make a donation? 813-239-9663 or donate on our secure website, which is wmnf.org. Cannot even explain how uh, important we are. I know there are so many people, hundreds of thousands of people coming into the Bay Area uh, and, and being part of the community, 
Maybe you just discovered our station. Maybe you're from a location that never had a community radio station before, and you don't understand how we work. We're not like those, some of those other large public media. We're not an NPR station. We're not affiliated with a university. We are fiercely independent. For 43 years, we have been providing news, information, and music not heard anywhere else. We continually become more diverse, more people, more voices, connecting communities. And if you love what we do because you came from another place and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We want to hear from you. Just like we've heard from so many other people who came down from New Jersey or Wisconsin or Canada or from around the world. You're here now in the Tampa Bay area and we want to be your radio home. We want to be your shelter from the storm like we were during Hurricane Ian. We never went off the air providing continuous support in news information and music that you want to hear because you don't get it anyplace else. 813-239-9663 or at WMNF.org. Hit that tip jar. And as Randy said, you can go to registertovoteflorida.gov if you'd like to register to vote. If you're not sure, if you're not positive whether you're registered, you could probably you can go there and I'm sure you can check your registration status on that website. Yep. Or you can go to your county's community uh, your county's supervisor of elections website and check your status there as well. I want to play another interview to remind people why they're donating, why you support community radio, why you support WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. When I play this interview, though, it's very important that you go to your phone and you call in your financial support. I'm looking for Circle of Friends members at maybe the $5 or $10 a month level. I think that's very doable. It's, a, it's our sustaining membership, and you, it, it's very easy. You just set it and forget it, and every month your, your account is, shows the $5 that you've donated or the $10, and it feels very good. So please call 813 9663 or donate at WMNF.org while we play this next interview. Another guest that we've had on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe recently was St. Petersburg Mayor Ken Welch. I asked him why he put out a new request for development of the gas plant district. That's the area where the rays play at Tropicana Field. Well, the previous RFP um, had several respondents and uh, the previous administration had willed that down to to two, Midtown and Sugar Hill. Uh, and as a county commissioner, I participated in a lot of those uh, conversations and presentations. But a lot of that did happen during the pandemic. And so I think, number one, community participation was limited uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, and our environment, I think, has been impacted, whether it's um, the demand for office space. Uh, certainly um, another important aspect to me and to the city council uh, last year during the campaign is that the raise were not part of the conversation, not part of the dialogue. And so how could you really plan uh, for 86 acres when you really didn't have full community uh, opportunity to engage because of the pandemic and other factors, because of the change in our economics uh, due to the pandemic? It's a different world uh, post-COVID uh, from supply chain to the off, um, demand for office space. So I thought it was important that we uh, start a new RFP, made sure it brought us certainty on the Rays uh, stadium component. You know, uh, the Rays, I feel, need to uh, decide, you know, if St. Petersburg is where they want to be. We've had real good conversations with them going forward. Re-engage the county, re-engage the city council on that aspect. 
And I also think we need to have a, a focus and priority uh, even more so on equitable development going forward. In the interim, since the previous RFP was um, was uh, offered, we've had a structural racism study completed that showed a pattern of structural racism in, in the city of St. Petersburg. We also had a disparity study that showed an underutilization of minority businesses systemically. And so I think those the, the, the outputs of those two studies need to be uh, embedded in this RFP to make sure we have equitable development so that the entire city benefits going forward from this generational project. And the structural racism part of that might have to do with the fact that this was a historically black community that when the Tropicana Field was built was essentially plowed under. What are some things that the city might be able to do to help to rectify that? Well, I think being intentional about making sure there's equity going forward. Um, I read a story last night where USF is doing this with the new uh, USF Bull Stadium, uh, making a priority that uh, I think in that case, 20 percent of the construction opportunities go for minority businesses. I think we have to have that kind of intentionality going forward. And, and I grew up in the gas plant and my grandfather's business was one of those businesses that was impacted, not by the pursuit of baseball, but prior to that, the first dislocation was when the interstate came through and disrupted not only uh, the gas plant community, but the deuces on 22nd Street. And so the pursuit of baseball is really the second disruption, a, a far more complete disruption because the entire community was was uprooted and dis, dislocated. But that was a functional community with almost a thousand residents, businesses, um, and we need a tangible and sustainable way uh, to pay tribute to that and to have an economic impact to support minority businesses throughout the city. Since you mentioned the interstate adjacent to the Tropicana Field site, the gas plant district is I-175. It's just maybe a mile or two stretch that connects I-275 to downtown. There have been people who have suggested that one day that might be the the, uh, interstate might go away and that might just be made part of the community. Is that on the table in this development plan? Look, we're open to all options and open to the discussion, but I think we need to be clear-eyed about what community we're restoring our connection to and, you know, what the real purpose for any uh, restructuring of, of I-175 would be for. The entire gas plant community was uprooted and dislocated to the west and south. So those folks aren't there anymore. There's no reconnecting to them just by taking down I-175. They moved west, south, and in some cases out of the city completely. But you can build programs that support young people, that support businesses wherever they went to. And I think that uh, kind of connection makes sense. The physical connection to Camel Park to the south, for example, there's Camel Park School and there's also uh, the park there. And, and beyond that to the south is the Camel Park neighborhood, which is a neighborhood that has changed um, radically uh, since the days of, of the gas plant. And so restoring that grid system, I get that, but let's understand it's not reaching the folks who were originally impacted by the gas plant dislocation. That's St. Petersburg Mayor Ken Welch speaking in August on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. So it's interviews like this about your local community, redevelopment of the Tropicana Field site and how it will be developed. And it sounds like it's going to be, you know, the request for proposals has gone out a second time because the first weren't good enough in the eyes of Ken Welch, the St. Pete Mayor. 
So this impacts your community. Maybe it has, has to do with uh, whether the St. Pete whether the rays will be staying in St. Petersburg and even bigger issues like how that what that community will look like after the re- redevelopment happens. This is the kind of issues that we talk about here on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe and we can only do that with your support. You can call 813-239-9663 to weigh in with your financial donation to support shows like this and interviews like this or you can go to wmnf.org and make your donation there as well. I want to thank Patrick from Tampa with a $63 contribution. Patrick says, thank you for your dedicated work, Sean. So thank you. I appreciate your, you noticing, Patrick. Thank you for that. Also, we have a new member. Yay! Yeah, that's great. Blair Updike from Lake Wales is d- donating $20, and he says he'd like to encourage more stories about environmental issues. Well, definitely. We will definitely do that. It does require resources, so thank you for your donation. And we're looking for other people to support our work here by calling 813-239-9663. You can also donate on our secure website, which is WMNF.org. We've got about three minutes left in WMNF's Tuesday Cafe, and we still have about $1,900 to raise, so I'm counting on you. Can you give us a call? 813-239-9663. So very important that all of our community members participate in community radio. Like that listener, and um, uh, we really want to thank you in Lake Wales, which is kind of folks think of as outside the Tampa Bay area, but we know how important we are to all of Florida and indeed all of the country who are trying to figure out what is going on in Florida and uh, and how people can participate. also want to point out, register to vote. Florida.gov is how you register to vote, and you can also find out about your status. It's a different button, but right there on the homepage. So we believe in democracy. We believe in free speech. We believe in contextual understandings, and we know that you know that. We know that you're listening to us right now because of what you get from community radio. So give us a call and participate in this special way of making sure that we continue to give you, we have the resources to give you what you want to hear. 813-239-9663 or at WMNF.org. That's the number to call. After NPR News Headlines, we're going to hear from Wavemakers. Janet and Tom are going to be joining us. And in this time slot tomorrow, Shelly will host Midpoint. So I hope that you stay tuned to WMNF 24-7 as much as you can. And uh, the next show is going to be great as well. But uh, right now, again, in the last minute or minute and a half, I really am looking for the, the next few people who can make the donations to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe to support this great radio station, to support its mission of peace and social justice, and to support the mission of independent music. Please, we can do that with your financial support if you call 813-239-9663 or donate on our website, WMNF.org. So interesting, Sean, because we played four minutes. You played a number of clips that are four minutes long, which is longer than what you would get on just about any other media source regarding these really important issues, whether it's fresh water, Uh, coming into our faucets here in the Tampa area, in the city of Tampa, or whether it's about an elected official, a duly elected official who was just replaced by the governor on because of a thought police kind of action. Uh, it, it, It doesn't matter what it is. We are giving continued news and public affairs special information that supports our democracy because of what we do. Act fiercely independent. Community radio provides that every day. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
365 days a year. That would be a great donation. That's kind of how I came up with my Circle of Friends number. I give $30 a month, Circle of Friends, set it and forget it. 813-239-9663. You can donate at WMNF.org. This is WMNF Tampa.